It's like you have an inner navigation system surveying the landscape of your life and charting your best potential. And all you have to do is sleep. Ready to make the most of it? Let's get dreaming. Hi, Dreamweaver. Welcome to the Dream Interpretation Station. I'm Sleep and Dream Specialist Leah Bolin, and I'm here to help you tune in to the power and meaning of your nighttime dreams. In the last episode, I introduced the topic of lucid dreaming, and I shared my top four tips for improving your opportunities for getting lucid in your dreams. And in this episode, I'm going to continue that lucid dream theme to share a few of my favorite lucid dreaming experiences with you. If you're curious why someone might want to become lucid in their dreams, or if you're seeking inspiration for what you can try when you become lucid, these are some of those experiences that I found to be the most enjoyable and life-enhancing. And topping the list of things I love to do when lucid is flying. In the last episode, I shared that my first lucid dream goal was to go flying, and it was love at first flight for me. And flying is now my go-to mode of transportation when I get lucid. I mean, seriously, there's nowhere else you can experience this, so you may as well take advantage of the moment when it comes. Aiming to fly in my lucid dreams also led to my very first big lesson in co-creating in dreams. And that's the importance of belief. The key to being able to gain a sense of control and to have your intent play out within the dream is fully reliant on having confidence and belief that the dream will conform to your desire. The very first time I went flying in a lucid dream, it was amazing, and I found it very easy to take flight. But interestingly, the next several attempts to take off and fly didn't go so smoothly. I started to have difficulties, like not being able to take off, or I would only get a little bit of lift and I would come falling back down. Once I found myself hitting my head on a ceiling that was suddenly in my way. What I came to understand was that I was starting to overthink the process and a part of me wasn't sure I could do it. And that's a big issue when you want to co-create in the dreamscape. As soon as you have any doubt, you tend to lose your control. Belief is key. The more experience and practice I got with flying in my dreams, the more natural it came. I became completely confident that I could fly, and so I no longer was having any issues taking flight. But sometimes I'd try to do something new, and if I carried any sense of doubt about it, I'd see how it would sabotage my efforts. For instance, I became lucid and was flying around a store during one of my early lucid dreams. There were shoppers in the store that I was showing off my flight skills to, and they were looking up at me, apparently amazed by what I was doing. I then spotted a large mirror hanging on the wall, and I'd read of people finding it to be an amazing experience to go through a mirror when lucid. So I decided I'm flying through that mirror. I started flying in the direction of the mirror, and just as I was about to get 
into the mirror, I suddenly wasn't sure that it would work. And sure enough, I ended up crashing into the mirror and came tumbling down to the ground with shards of glass all around. And those shoppers were now having a good chuckle over the spectacle I'd just made of myself. Anytime you want to do something in your lucid dream, you want to hold the awareness and belief that it's your dream and you have co-creative potential. Believe you can do it, and magically, you can. I did make sure to attempt my through-the-mirror trick during a lucid dream that would later surface, and with full confidence and belief, I did easily make it through to the other side. For new lucid dreamers, gaining that sense of belief and confidence is a part of the growth process. It's a wonderful lesson in co-creating. Another skill that can take practice is learning how to stabilize the dream so you don't just quickly wake or lose your lucid awareness. And to help you do this, make it a point to really engage with the elements in the scene. Pick things up, handle them, really explore how they look and feel. Getting fully engaged with the dream in this way helps to stabilize the dream. Really become aware of the scene you're in and see what the dreamscape has to offer you to play with and explore. Once I was in a lucid dream looking around the dream scene for something to engage with when I spotted a monster truck parked at the end of the property I was exploring. Now, I'm not a monster truck buff, so it's kind of funny my dream even placed one in the scene, but it looked like something really fun to do, and I decided I'm driving that monster truck. I approached the truck and opened the door and made the tall climb up, and I remember how the seat really felt cushy as I sat in and buckled that belt. The key was in the ignition, and I started up the truck, and this loud rock music started blasting from the radio speakers. I was so excited about this adventure I was about to have. As I started driving down the road, it felt so very real and powerful to be driving this tall, thumping truck. I loved my monster truck ride, and it came because I was simply engaging with the dream to see what it placed in the scene for me. You just never know what surprises you might discover in your dreams. So be curious and explore your dream scenes to see what comes up for you to enjoy and experience. And speaking of enjoyment, never miss an opportunity to dine in your dreams. Eating in your lucid dreams can be delicious. I've made at least a couple of trips into a chocolate shop while lucid in my dreams, and it is yum and totally calorie and fat free. In one lucid dream, I stumbled upon a bake sale that was going on, and that was a wonderful treat to experience. Textures and flavors are quite remarkable in dreams. If you encounter food, it's definitely worth a try. Now, sometimes you'll find yourself in a dream with nothing really showing up to grab your attention. If you're in a dream, lucidly aware, and you're not really sure what you'd like to try or do, you can simply call out to the dreamscape to request it show you something or tell you something. I once called out, show me something amazing. 
and the dream suddenly collapsed and reorganized itself, and the next thing I knew, I was being whipped around on what felt like the most wild roller coaster ride of my life. Now, I have always loved a good thrill ride, so this felt like the most fun moment ever. I was grinning ear to ear, so happy, yelling out, this is the best ride ever. It's really unending how many amazing experiences you can find yourself having in your dreams. And really, anything you desire to try or feel is possible as you learn to gain that control, which comes with practice. But lucid dreaming can go far beyond just fun and enjoyment. Your dreamscape is rich with spiritual experiences, and you can also aim to do some self-help while lucid in your dreams. Something great to do in lucid dreams is to practice a skill you're trying to improve upon. A great example would be to engage in a sport activity like skiing, martial arts, tennis, or golf. Visualization is commonly used by athletes for enhancing performance, and when you're in a dream, you can take things to a whole new level. Beyond visualization, you've got an opportunity for a fully immersive simulation. Once in a lucid dream, I decided to engage in doing some yoga. Now, I'm not great at yoga in my waking realm, but I love the idea of yoga, and in my dream realm, I was amazing at yoga and able to do poses and stretches I could only dream of. And when I woke from my dream yoga session, I felt more open and stretched than I ever had. I couldn't believe how I felt. It was like I'd actually received a benefit from the moves I'd been doing while asleep in a dream. It was stunning. A skill that I've taken into the dream realm to work with is practicing for presentations I was needing to give. I've found it really helpful to practice a presentation to a dream audience. To do this, I would simply find a door within the dream and know when I walk through that door, I'd be arriving onto a stage with my audience awaiting my arrival. It's a terrific way to practice and to test out material. It's always interesting to see how the dream audience reacts and engages with my talk. And along the lines of self-improvement, another one of my favorite things to do while lucid is to say my positive affirmations. Now, I'm a huge believer in the power of affirmations, and my entire adult life I've used affirmations as a means of helping to subconsciously program positive beliefs. One of the reasons I love to pay attention to my dreams is it helps me better understand what's going on in my unconscious realm, and I can often see through my dreams what negative or limiting beliefs I have going on within. When we become lucid within a dream, we have an opportunity to engage in our inner world. We're deep within our psyche, connecting with the part of ourselves that houses all those inner beliefs and programming. What better time could there be to do some subconscious mind programming? Often when I find myself lucid in a dream, I'll take advantage of the opportunity to feed myself positive, affirming thoughts. There was one occasion when I was in a dream driving through a neighborhood road and suddenly realized I was in a dream. 
I immediately stopped and got out to start stating a positive affirmation. I stood on the sidewalk with my arms raised overhead, and to the dream sky, I started calling out, Money is flowing to me. I'm so lucky. Money is flowing to me. I'm so lucky. I said it a few times, building up a positive energy, and a little child appeared next to me with this big grin, really tickled by what I'd just done. I figured it was my inner child, obviously approving. Then I woke, feeling amazing. Later that day, I went to the grocery store to pick up some items, and I noticed as I was walking into the store that I was feeling so extremely positive and happy. Clearly, that delight I'd felt from my lucid dream experience was still with me. I headed to the produce area and I was picking out some fruit when a man approached me and introduced himself as the produce manager. He told me it was their customer appreciation month and that I'd just been randomly selected to receive a gift. And then I was being surrounded by several employees, one of them handing me this giant gift check. I was so confused for a moment. They asked if they could take a photo for their newsletter with me holding the big check, and then I was handed a $500 gift card, and they went on their way. I couldn't believe it. Money is flowing to me. I'm so lucky, I felt. And as you can imagine, my shopping list immediately got upgraded. You really got to give this one a try. Consider a positive belief that you'd love to have and plan to plant that seed when you find yourself lucid in a dream. Another thing you can do when you find yourself in a dream lucidly aware is to engage in conversation with the people that surface. Who are they? What might they have to share with you? Now, some dream characters don't seem to have any awareness at all. I came to see them as filler people, like my dream was just using them as extras to complete a scene. When you try to talk to these dream characters, it's not very fruitful. They just don't seem to understand or have any ability to make conversation. But wow, there are some dream characters that you'll encounter that are highly intelligent. And when you start talking with them, it feels like you've met an amazing source for insights and knowledge. With time and practice, you can start to recognize quickly when you have an intelligent dream character in your presence. So it's worth taking time to ask them a question. See what they may have to share with you. You can even seek out a spirit guide to connect with while in your lucid dream. Whatever you do, always be respectful of those you encounter in your dreams. Remember, you're in your unconscious realm and everything you connect with in your dreams is a part of yourself. Once I was reading a lucid dreaming message board online and there was someone sharing on the message board about their own lucid dream where they were pushing dream characters around, teasing them and finding it fun to abuse the characters around them. Another wrote about how they were randomly shooting at dream characters as if they were in a video game. This horrified me to read. What harm might they be doing to their own inner psyche to do such a thing? Our dreams and everything in our dreams should be considered sacred. Engage, question, and explore, but never harm within the dream. Honor and respect your dreams. 
Even when you find yourself in a dream with a monstrous character or creature, know that this is within your dream and therefore a part of you. Rather than fight or flee from scary dream characters, what wonderful experience might occur if you engage with a question such as why are you here or what do you need or simply send them thoughts of love? I shared in episode 7 that I hugged a monstrous character in one of my nightmares after I'd become lucid, and it was a transformative experience for me. Our scary dream characters are shadow elements that we can make strides to better integrate when we're lucid. There was one instance where I did really anger a dream character when I told her that we were in my dream. She seemed to take great offense that I would reduce her down to merely being a character in my dream, and she ended up attacking me over it. Ever since then, I've chosen to leave that little detail to myself. There's plenty of conversation to engage in without having to mention I'm dreaming. And it's not only the people that you can talk to. There are no rules in your dreams, so you could essentially talk with anything. Let's face it, dream symbology can be confusing. There's incredible creativity displayed by our unconscious minds each time we dream. That part of us that produces our dreams is completely out of the box, outrageous, and truly unique. When you see something bizarre show up in a lucid dream, you can aim to do some dream analysis on the spot, because in dreams, symbols can speak. Once I found myself in a dream, realizing it was a dream, my dog Maggie was with me and we were outside in nature strolling around when a very odd character walked by. It was a small duck waddling along, but it had a head that looked like a Chinese emperor's head. I just couldn't let this one walk on by. I decided I need to figure out what that symbol's all about. I walked toward it and leaned way down to get to its level, and I asked it, what do you represent? In a very serious and stern manner, it answered, oppressive Ferginess. What's that, I thought. I'd never heard this word, Ferginess. I repeated the answer back to myself to try to cement it in my mind so I could work to figure it out. I woke and jumped from the bed to grab a dictionary. I was so excited to have my dream symbol speak and I wanted to know what it said. I tried looking up several variations for how it may have been spelled this word, but I could not find it in the dictionary, which was so disappointing. I'd apparently been fed gibberish. I did expect more from my dream. But I was still intrigued by the symbol and what it said, so I gave it a little more consideration. I knew the word oppressive, and with the dictionary already in hand, I went ahead and looked up the description in the dictionary, and there the words stared back at me, causing depression or anxiety. Well, that really hit home. I happened to be in one of the most anxiety-filled times in my life. I'd been taking on the overseeing of the caregiving for my elderly grandmother while also holding down all the responsibilities of my highly demanding corporate job. I was completely exhausted, filled with anxiety, and was on the verge of depression. And it suddenly clicked for me what this symbol represented. 
It had been just the day prior that I'd been driving in the car after spending the afternoon with my grandmother when a Fergie song came on the radio. It led me to thinking about how I could really only be a few years older than Fergie, and yet she's out there singing and dancing around like a sex pot looking hot, and I had never felt more haggard and old. Thinking about the dream symbol that called itself oppressive Ferginess, I realized that the problem was my state of mind. I'd been refusing to let myself feel happy and free because my grandmother was going through a hard time. And unless she was happy, I wasn't going to let myself be happy either. I was being ruled by an oppressive mindset that was not allowing me to shake my tail feather. I'd been oppressing my Ferginess. Well, right then and there, my entire mindset made a shift. I realized that I could be a loving and caring granddaughter and show empathy and support toward my grandmother, but I could also give myself permission to have some enjoyment in life. I likely never would have come to any understanding of that symbol had I not asked it what it represented. And although the word Ferginess was not listed in my Oxford Dictionary, there was no better word for summing up a state of being that I'd just been craving for myself in my life. And that stern, serious emperor head helped me see that I should change my mindset and lighten up a bit. I was so grateful for this strange little character and the lesson it bestowed upon me. And it was yet another confirmation that those things that surface in my dreams, as strange or nonsensical as they may seem, are there for a reason. And they can even give answer for what they mean if given an opportunity. Our dreams are such an incredible wonderland of insight and inspiration. And when we find ourselves aware that we're in a dream, they can become an amazing realm for doing something incredible, transformative, and fun. I hope you'll plan on something amazing you can try when you find yourself lucid in a dream. Perhaps one of my favorite experiences can give you food for thought, or maybe you have something totally different you'd like to do. There really is no limitation other than those you place upon yourself. What about you? Do you have a favorite lucid dreaming experience? Or what is it you really want to try doing when you become lucid in a dream? I'd love to hear about it. You can drop me a line at leah at dreaminterpretationstation.com. If you've been trying to lucid dream and struggling to get yourself into the dream realm with your conscious awareness along for the ride, you're certainly not alone. Many struggle with becoming lucid in their dreams. I love to support others in their lucid journey and I offer a package called Learn to Lucid where I provide you personal coaching to support your lucid dreaming journey. I'll be sure to add a link in the show notes to my consultations page if this is something you'd like to learn more about. There are so many wonderful ways we can benefit from forging a relationship with our dreams. And in the next episode, which will be the final for this first season, I'm going to share another technique with you called dream incubation, sometimes referred to as intentional dreaming. 
It's a practice that's been around for thousands of years, dating all the way back to the ancient dream temples of Egypt, and it's for turning a problem or challenge over to your dreams to receive creative solutions. Dream incubation was the first way I successfully started working with dreams, since you don't need to have any dream analysis skills to put it to use in your life. My very first attempt helped me land a big job promotion. So I was sold right off the bat and knew I would be coming back to this time and again. I sure look forward to sharing this practice with you, and that next episode will drop on October the 18th. Your dreams are an incredible part of your life, and if you find yourself aware that you're in a dream, rather than wake, see what wonders are available for you to discover. To quote a great line from the Lucid Dream-themed movie Inception, you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Thank you for listening to the Dream Interpretation Station, and until next time, I'm wishing you the sweetest of dreams.